um, right around when I had my eating disorder in high school, if I like saw my mom cooking in oil or like a lot of butter, I would freak out at her. And it kind of brought back those memories of like, oh my God, I was in such a bad place at that time. And I feel like when you're in like isolation, like how we are now, those like thoughts kind of creep up. So I was like cooking something with my boyfriend and he put like what literally looks like half a stick of butter. We were like making caramelized onions. He puts like half a stick of butter in the onions as I already had oil in there. And I like all of a sudden felt like I was going to instantly cry. And I was like, are you okay? Like I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like I've never, I haven't felt like this in years, but I think it's just like sometimes those feelings like come up. Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and happy to have you here. And happy June 1st, if you're listening to this on the day of release. Let the summer fun begin, I suppose, sort of, possibly. Uh, It's just really tricky, honestly, to know what to say, both on podcast and on Instagram even, because I have no clue what it's like where you live. I don't even know where some of you live. Well, Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't know where any of you live, but according to my analytics and demographics, we have a big U.S. crowd, but I mean also listeners all over the world, which blows my little mind. Uh, So I don't know what it's like where you're at right now. Here, things are moving forward, you know, slowly, which is nice, but I just never want to be insensitive, so we'll keep this all inclusive, eh? Uh, Progress over perfection after all. And getting back to a semi-normal routine here has actually been neat. As I mentioned in a previous intro, my part-time seasonal job has started up again, and having just those two nights of summer normalcy has been such a blessing. You know, not only for my mood, but for a bunch of aspects. Uh, Something I've been struggling with during this time is just previous habits and things I'd overcome starting up again, you know, like nothing like being stuck in your house, uh, doing the same things most days with the same people to bring up old habits that you thought you would overcome. And as you guys know, I used to struggle a lot with an eating disorder and all the things that come with that. And as someone who loves food, like it is in my astrological charts that I have an affinity for food. How hilarious yet tragic is that? (laughs) Like, no wonder I've struggled for so long. Um, But anyway, so like during this time, feeling so out of control and feeling all these emotions and everything, I'll admit like I've been struggling a bit with food. Just not like restricting or any of those old things that I've definitely overcome, but just, you know, like that subconscious labeling of foods as better for, you know, as like good or bad or kind of questioning at times like well do I really need that snack now and just little things like that that really surprised me you know I thought I was over and done with that part of my life but apparently not um but that just goes to show you know where some growth can happen so nothing wrong with that and if you're going through that 
I feel you. Uh, big hug. <laughs> and it, it all worked out actually because I decided to have a repeat guest, Addie, on from Chickpea in the City. Her previous episode came out in January where we just really discussed grief and we both have very similar pasts with emotional trauma of losing our mothers and then our aunts. It's actually kind of eerie how similar our stories are. And so when I decided to you know, reach out, see if she'd come back on. I didn't really know what we'd talk about. Like, we sat down to talk, and I didn't know where the conversation would go, but as we started, you know, chatting, I realized that we both love food, and we both have a past of struggling with food, so we just went with it, and I'll say this conversation was very cathartic even for me, just to openly discuss everything we've been thinking and feeling and experiencing, and it was, it really helped me actually, and even editing it, listening back through was just like another reminder, so I hope it serves as that for you. So as we discuss, Addie and I explain like what food fears once meant to us and how they affected our life and how they sometimes still do. But we also discuss, you know, how we've managed to mostly work through those struggles, thoughts, feelings around food. Just touching on topics like why fear foods, you know, impact our social life, possibly relationships, and really this fear of food takes the community and nostalgia right out of food. And then we touch base on how sometimes we can overhealthify our food because of that fear mindset which leads us to eat a dozen cookies to be satiated versus a few of the real deal. And I think this is something that you can especially see in this field that, you know, I'm in and some of you may be with Instagram or just who you follow on social media, but like the idea of orthorexia and just being obsessed with health. So it's like instead of allowing yourself to just eat one real deal cookie or cinnamon bun we try to make these like raw vegan amazing you know like they're still amazing but we just try to over healthify them and sometimes that just doesn't cut it Uh, and so then going hand in hand with this idea of fear foods we do dive into a little convo on anxiety which is something a lot of us are experiencing right now it's something a lot of us can relate to and it goes hand in hand with fear foods I mean, fear foods bring upon anxiety and anxiety, like they just go together, like peanut butter and jelly, but not in a good way, you know? (laughs) So specifically with Addie, she discusses how it's been for her during this entire Corona 2020 time, but we also relate to like the everyday normal life anxiety of before and what it'll probably be like again, hopefully soon. And we both share our own individual tips on how to manage it and just cope during these times and just in general when it does come anxiety. We both love our CBD, but we also share some more like actionable, manageable lifestyle advice. So if you resonate with something we say and you just want to, you know, share that love, share what you learned, go ahead, share this episode on your Instagram stories. You can tag Addie at chickpea in the city. I'm on there at Emily Feichels. And if you just need to chat or talk, like you guys know, my DMs are always open for you. I respond to everyone. Uh, I just really think it's important to build and foster that community. And if I'm sharing so openly with you guys, like I'm open for you sharing openly with me. That was a lot of opens in there. Uh, But truly, just know that I'm always here if you need to chat, discuss something. Uh, I'd love to connect. And if you'd want to support the show further, 
You can always subscribe. That would be amazing. And as always, if you feel called to, leaving a rate and review is like the icing on the cake. It makes me smile, makes my day, and I will definitely find you. Thank you and just know that I appreciate it. And as a final closing, just remember you can also find the podcast on our Facebook group at Let's Thrive. And if you're interested in starting your own podcast, I do now offer podcast consultations. So that's a 20 plus page ebook all about podcasting and then two consultation calls with me plus a practice interview to really dive into the nitty gritty of podcasting. So without further ado, let's begin. Let's just start out on a common ground that we both love and that's the topic of food. So what are some foods you're loving right now? You know, whether it's something you're I making or a brand. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love food? So mm. yeah. Yes. Um, oh my God. What have I been obsessed with lately? Actually, I've been really into yogurt and um, like just yogurt bowls. And then there's this granola Lil Bucks that I've been obsessed with and they're based in Chicago. And I know like everyone loves Truly Elizabeth. That's like my OG granola, but this honestly I think is better than purely Elizabeth. Um, so I, I've been having that and Siggy's yogurt, like all Siggy's flavors I'm obsessed with and I've had them since college, but like lately I like go through phases of like liking it and I've been obsessed lately. So that and the granola. And then I've also been making smoothies like every single day. Um, and I've been loving ancient nutrition collagen. So that's like my go-to collagen. I think you use them too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they're, yeah. They're so good. I love them. And then I also love their supplements. Like they have a whole line of supplements. And I feel like 2020 just hit me with like so many like health issues that I'm like, I need all the supplements I can get. So I take their magnesium, their B12. I think they just came out with a uh, women's probiotic. And then they also have like an immunity um, multivitamin, which is really cool. And I love that all of their vitamins have like superfoods in them and adaptogens. So that's cool. So they've been a brand I've been loving lately. And then I love Topo Chico sparkling water. Those are like my quarantine must-haves. Totally agree. With the yogurt bowls, I've been – so it's the brand – I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Lava, like L-A-V-V-A. -V -V -A. Oh, yeah. And I, I love, love it. Too. Yeah, like the texture mm -hmm. of it's just so like good. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like with granola, I found a brand, Lark Ellen, and I love them because like the clusters oh. are just amazing. Like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's just a good granola has to have like good. A cluster. good cluster. Yes, that's mm -hmm. what it's all about. And like the perfect ratio of sweet and saltiness is like important mm -hmm. for me. So I feel that. Um, oh, and I also like, um, I just saw you post them 88 acres. I just yes. tried their granola. Their granola is actually really good too. And it's like not sweet, which is weird because I think it has like powdered sugar in it, but like it doesn't taste that sweet to me. So I'm all about like the not like, I don't like when granola tastes like candy. So yes. I'm like, I like when it's like not as sweet. So I really like them too. And I like that they're not a nut based company. So I think it's like a cool brand. Yeah, no, I agree where I think for the longest time I would always make my own granola because everything was just too sweet for me. Like not yeah. because I, you know, would be afraid of sugar, but just the fact of yeah. like my taste buds have just altered over time. And I don't like things mm -hmm. like too sweet. I like more of like the flavor aspects, you know, like I want to taste yeah. the sweet and salty, whatever it is. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, like 88 acres, they do have a good, and even their chocolate sunflower seed butter is I know, like, I need to try that. Yeah, I liked it. I was afraid it would be kind of like too sweet. So I was kind of like, mm-hmm. like can I use this as a frosting? But I actually think it would be like amazing. Just like, I don't know. It's, it's just like an elevated nut butter. It's not like it's a crazy mm-hmm. sweet contraption. Like it's spot on. Yeah. So there's some brand appreciation there. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I found that I like sunflower seed butter more than almond butter. I just think it has a very unique, like, salty taste, which mm-hmm. I really like. I like it yeah. in, um, yeah, like, that unique taste of it. I really like to bake with it, but have it with, like, chocolate. So, like, chocolate chip sunflower oh, yeah. seed butter cookies because Ooh, it's just, like, yeah. something about That's it. That's a good combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just go well. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I just, the reason I kind of wanted to ask about that is because, we're currently recording in May, but uh, you had posted like, I think it was last week or on Mother's Day about like these cinnamon rolls you made and just like this yeah. idea of how so many foods can hold like nostalgia and comfort for us. And oh, I love that. Yeah. And like, it kind of got me thinking because I think like a big thing that people in my community and audience really struggle with is this idea of like letting go of diet culture and fear foods and like all that noise that's out there. So I was just wondering, like, if you could speak a bit about, like, your experience with that. Like, if there was ever a time where you found yourself just, like, listening to that, like, noise, you know, like, of diet culture and everything or whatever it was Mm -hmm. that was kind of saying, you know, like, stay away from these foods or don't eat that, even if they were those things that brought us nostalgia and comfort. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, curious to hear, like, if you, you know, what your experience with that was. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that during quarantine, a lot of us, especially I know this, like I've seen this come up on social media, like a lot of people who have struggled with like eating disorders, it can be like a very difficult time because you're isolated. I mean, I for one know like the majority of my money is just going to food, like all I'm spending my money on food. Also, I'm doing a lot of like delivery. So I'm like, oh, that looks good. That sounds good. Um, I think there are a few things I might have talked about this on your previous podcast we did, but my boyfriend eats like totally like not healthy. So since I've been dating him, there are certain things where I like, I've branched out and I, um, like I used to not, I, I wouldn't eat like pizza or if I did, it would be like once every six months or stuff like that. And now it's like, we have like pizza night every like other Friday and it's just like something to look forward to. And it's like, we get it from like, um, one of my followers actually, her and her husband started a food truck and their pizza is like phenomenal. So we get it from them. And so just like making it more of like an experience rather than like, I don't know, you're just alone eating a piece of pizza because I think that's when like those food fear thoughts come in. Um, but I've also had moments like in quarantine, I was actually telling my friend this the other day where I, my boyfriend like loves covering things in so much oil. And to me, that used to be like a huge thing. Like um, right around when I had my eating disorder in high school, if I like saw my mom cooking in oil or like a lot of butter, I would freak out at her. And it kind of brought back those memories of like, oh my God, I was in such a bad place at that time. And I feel like when you're in like isolation, like how we are now, those like thoughts kind of creep up. So I was like cooking something with my boyfriend and he put like what literally looks like half a stick of butter. We were like making caramelized onions. He puts like half a stick of butter in the onions as I already had oil in there. And I like all of a sudden felt like I was going to instantly cry. And I was like, 
are you okay? Like I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like I've never, I haven't felt like this in years. But I think it's just like sometimes those feelings like come up and I get, I think they're like, it gets to a point where you do want to be healthy. Um, but you kind of, I find myself thinking like, okay, am I being like crazy or psycho or like going back to those like disordered eating thoughts? Or is it just like, I'm trying to be healthy and I think it's like reasonable. I don't want like a pound of butter on like my vegetables. Like, I think that's valid for us to feel. Um, and I've even found now, like I've been thinking about this more during quarantine and just like the health and wellness community, but I feel like everyone's going through this phase where they're like obsessed with monk fruit and stevia. And to me, it's like, well, are you afraid of sugar? Because that's what it's like coming off as. And like, I don't, I mean, I talk about this all the time. Like, I don't like super sweet things and I try not to eat things with a lot of sugar. But then I hear people like when I talk about perfect bars and they're like, they have so much sugar. And I'm like, but it's just honey. Like, it's like real good sugar. That's like good for you. Um, and if you break it down, it's like, it's really not that much sugar. And when you think about how much sugar, like a date is like one date or one tablespoon of honey. Um, so I just think it's interesting, like how quarantine has like made people's like thoughts change and kind of like, it's even made me think like, I want to eat like normal foods. Like I just, if I crave something during quarantine, like if I crave cereal, I had cereal the other day and like I ate it. Like it doesn't, I don't know. I just think it's a weird time we're in right now. And if we crave those like nostalgic foods, it's like, we want to be creative. We want to have like some sort of like joy in this time. So if that means like making homemade cinnamon rolls, like I think we should do that, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And I so, I mean, agree with like everything you just said, but especially the idea of like some of these old thoughts that have just similar to you, like they'll pop into my mind. And then all this, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I mm-hmm. haven't felt that way in so long. And it just like kind of took me by surprise. And I just started really thinking about how, you know, for me, my entire issues started when I like really wanted some more like control in my life. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that we're all lacking right now, obviously, is that like nothing is, I mean, not nothing, but a lot of things are out of our control. So I think it's easy for those like old thoughts or habits or feelings to kind of creep back in. And then, you know, like you said, we're all stuck at home. Uh, You know, we have lots of extra time to overanalyze things. Like we're, there's just a lot of focus on food right now too. And I think that's hard. And even, you know, like when this is all over, life returns to normal, it can just be so easy sometimes. Like when you want control to have those like old, old things like kind of creep in, you know, like controlling how much oil you're using and how much sugar you know down to the gram is in your food and yeah like so many ways to try to control your life through food that's just not always the best for us <laughs> no exactly I completely agree and it's like at the same time I don't like I said like with my boyfriend I told him I'm like I can't be eating pizza like every single day so then you get into that mode where you're like you feel like you're doing it all the time and then you're like or like making banana bread every single day like I don't necessarily think we should be making banana bread every single day but like if I make it once a week and like I have one slice a day, like I think it's fine. I feel like I'm at the point now with my relationship with food where I can like have one cinnamon roll and I'm satisfied and that's it. Um, and I think like in my past life, it used to not be like that. Like I would want so much and such a large amount because you restrict it and you don't give into it where now it's like, I have like pizza so much that I told my boyfriend the other day, I'm like, 
I need to like not have pizza for like a month <laughs> to like want it again because like we eat it so much that it's like it loses its like specialness if that makes sense you know yes a hundred percent and mm-hmm. I think that's enough like that's a big thing in this health and wellness you know quote-unquote community because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of times where we just I think it is I agree with you where I think there is a time and a place where you do want to be mindful of your food, you know, like how you're caring for your body through food. But I mm-hmm. think sometimes we take it to an extreme and I'm plenty guilty of this where, you know, for a long time I was just struggling with overeating. And I mean, you know, not just like a little bit, like, I mean, actually, like you said, overeating, like you allow yourself, you want, you think you just want one cookie. And the next thing you know, like half the pan's gone, whatever. Like it just, mm-hmm. it kept happening again and again. And not that that's, bad but it was something that I just wasn't very comfortable you know like it wasn't settling well for me and I was trying to figure out like what's going on and I just realized like at the end of the day if I make a cookie that is you know like all these healthified options and sure it tastes okay but like there's just Mm -hmm. something about a traditional cookie you know what I mean like even if you can't actually use dairy butter if you can use Mm -hmm. like a vegan butter substitute instead of just trying to use coconut oil or you know, like you use like cassava flour is an amazing substitution for like, if you can't, if you actually can't have gluten because Mm -hmm. like the flavor and texture is just so spot on versus trying to make like flaxseed and oat flour, like all these combinations. Like I think there's a time and a place for both, but I found for me, like there was just, I needed a bit more food that I wasn't like oversaturating with like health components. Like some food is just meant to be enjoyed and not I agree you know, you know what I mean like, yeah and I think like that's like cinnamon rolls is a grand example of that like just make cinnamon yeah. rolls to you know if you have any sort of health issues you have to avoid do that but otherwise mm-hmm. like just make them to enjoy them and kind of exactly like, yeah I think like that kind of helps them with the mindful of like you're satiated with an amount that's comfortable for yourself I don't know Exactly. And I, I've heard that a lot where it's like, okay, if I make a raw vegan cinnamon roll that has like X, Y, Z in it, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand, um, meet the source, like a ton of people post. Yeah. Um, Roxanne, she like makes amazing, like raw balls. They're so great. And she came out with cinnamon rolls and they actually, honestly, the flavor and everything tastes like a cinnamon roll. It's insane. But at the same time, like cinnamon rolls are my one thing that like, they're just so nostalgic and like, it's my favorite baked item that I'm like, nothing will ever be the same as a real cinnamon roll. Like you have to have the real thing. And I even think the same about ice cream. Like there are a few brands in Chicago that I've tried and it's like, it's four ingredients and it's like banana ice cream or it's like dairy free to a certain extent. And it's like, that's great. But at the end of the day, like nothing is going to be like full fat Jenny's ice cream for me. You know what I mean? So there are just Mm -hmm. like certain things. And I feel like because those things are so indulgent, that's what makes it like, okay, I'll have one bite and like, that's good, you know, and I'm happy. So, yeah, no. And I so agree. Like ice cream is the perfect example because Mm -hmm. for the longest time, you know, I try to make the banana, you know, like nice cream. And then there's like Mm -hmm. some other brands I'd try and they're dairy free, but they still use like, I don't know. I'd say probably they make them, they kind of gear them towards being more low calorie. And Mm -hmm. even, you know, like I wasn't intending for that, but I just, I can't have dairy like whatsoever. So yeah, without being in pain. Um, so it was important to me, but like I found, we were talking before recording, like I found the brand coconut Mm -hmm. cult 
And I mean, they, it's a very indulgent ice cream. Like it's so rich and creamy. It is like, yeah, amazing. It's definitely like real. I mean, if I gave us like my boyfriend, I know he would enjoy it. Like it's one of those things. Yeah. And like, I found it was so fascinating. Like before we started recording, I just got myself like a little bowl and I was so happy. Like I was so happy with that amount when before with like some of these other brands I've tried in the past, like I probably, I wouldn't have been that satiated. You know what I mean? Like I would have wanted mm-hmm. the whole freaking pint with like some hot fudge exactly. and something else to make it like as, as like up to par as I wanted it to be. So yeah, like I think sometimes yeah. it's just about picking like that quality, like how high of quality food do you want? You know what I mean? Like if you want pizza, mm-hmm. like, you know, do what you can for the pizza or the ice cream, the cinnamon rolls, whatever it is. So yeah, I yeah, think that was just I like, completely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like also, I think I just wanted to talk about like your experience with, you know, like anxiety, if that's something that's been coming up for you, you know, a bit more lately or whatnot, because, you know, we're obviously just talking about food and food fears. And I think that brings up a lot of anxiety for people, but then, you know, just in life in general, I know there's a lot going on right now. And I mean, to be honest, there's always a lot going on in life. So So true. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I'm just kind of curious, like, what's your experience with anxiety been like you know maybe in the past in the more like recent times Mm -hmm. um I think I don't know it's weird because I feel like most of us like either in the beginning of quarantine were kind of like this is no big deal whatever um I remember it was like I think like May or not May March like 10th or 11th when like everything really like started to like get real um, in Chicago. And my boyfriend was like, you can't like go to WeWork. Cause I was working out of a WeWork. I was like, yeah, I can. And he was like, you don't understand how bad this is going to get. And I remember just like bawling, crying because at the same time I was like experiencing like, ish- like hormonal issues. And I was like, okay, I have this going on. And the fact that there's like a pandemic, we can't leave our houses. Like what is happening? The world is just like, going crazy. I don't know. Um, so I definitely feel like my anxiety with like everything that's gone on this year is definitely like, it has its moments where it's just like pretty high. Um, but then I keep reminding myself, I know a ton of people are saying this, but like, it's fine if you're not productive, it's fine. If like, you know, there's so many people like out of work right now, there's so many people just like the best thing to me is if I can do a workout or if I can go for a 15 minute walk every day or answer one email, like I did the best I could do. Um, so I feel like that is just like that mindset is kind of helping me, but it's definitely been like, I think everyone's like this. It's like, you have good weeks, you have bad weeks. It kind of just like depends, especially on the weather here. It's like, we get one really nice day and I'll go for like an hour long walk with my boyfriend. And I'm like, things are good. And then it's like pouring rain and thunder. And I'm like, I don't know. So yeah, I completely agree where it's, yeah, like one day it'll be sunshine and so beautiful out. And I'm just like, look at, like, I'm thriving. I am doing amazing. You know, like I'm checking things off my to-do list. I am on top of things. And then the next day, yeah, like the weather shifts or I don't sleep well, or, you know, I burn my tongue on my food, whatever it is. And I just (laughs) so easily spiral um, down. And that's not even like, that's just normal general general life too like I just Mm -hmm. in general I think I definitely and I think this happens with a lot of people especially if they have like a past with an eating disorder or anxiety or anything like that yeah or even like emotional trauma just that idea of like 
we take things to such extremes. And I feel like my mm-hmm. emotions are the same way where it's like, I'm either having a good day or a bad day, <laughs> like black or white. There's no in between. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's funny though, because in a lot of aspects of life, I'm not like that, you know, like I'm able to see the mm-hmm. in between and everything, but I don't know. I think this heightened time of like universal anxiety is definitely like playing a part and just amping everybody else's up too. So I no, I agree. Yeah. And it's hard to like check the news. I mean, within the past like two, three weeks, I've really noticed like I have zero desire to like even eat, which is like not really like me. Like I always am like, I'm ready for the next meal. Like, let's go. And now it's like, I look forward to my morning. Like I look forward to breakfast all the freaking time. Yeah, same. But after <laughs> that, I'm just like the day I feel like just flies by. I feel like I didn't really do anything some days. And I'm like, oh my God, it's four o'clock. And like, I didn't even eat lunch. I'm like, what, what's happening? Um, and then it's just like, I don't really like care. It's like literally, I mean, it sounds weird, but it's just like, I think it's a combination of like lack of motivation and it's like your subconscious anxiety is just like, you're not, you just have no desire to like really do anything because Mm -hmm. you feel like there is nothing you can do. Um, so I feel like maybe it's like a control thing, but I've definitely been trying to like, okay, like motivate yourself to like make a meal and you will feel better. And like, you need nutrients. Like you can't just like not have any nutrients and eat perfect bars for dinner. So (laughs) yeah. And I think like, that's an interesting thing to contemplate of, and I've seen this kind of floating around on social media too, but the idea of, you know, what, like there is so much out of our control right now and that cannot be denied, but in what ways can we find control and not (laughs) through controlling our bodies or food, but just like finding little aspects of our day. So it's like, in that case, maybe, you know, like your meal. Yeah. You're not feeling motivated to cook or eat whatever it is. Like Mm -hmm. kind of, as we mentioned before, like, can you turn that into an experience? Like put on some music, look up one of those Mm -hmm. long ass recipes that we never have time (laughs) to make, you know, the ones that take like three hours and do it. Like every, that's why people are making cinnamon rolls and bagel. Like just exactly do the extra, like be extra right now with your food making. And like, I just know I was so you know nervous I mean? to make cinnamon rolls because I'm like, oh, they take forever. And then once we did them, it's funny because when we were doing them, I was like, okay, this will be like my lunch. And then I was like waiting all day. We finally ate them at 3 p.m. And I was like, I'm starving. <laughs> and then it's like, it takes so long, but it's like, it really is easy. And it's like, what else are you doing? Like, you have time to do it. So who cares? Like, you know. And but, the yeah. other day I went to all of a sudden I was like ravenous and I went to get food and I didn't have anything prepared. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I have so, mm-hmm. I have time right now. Like I should have gourmet meals prepped and ready to go. Like this is no excuse, Emily. <laughs> exactly. It, That's how I feel too. I'm like, oh my God. Like before this I was like, oh my God, I didn't make lunch yet. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, what was I? I was literally sitting on my couch. Like so yeah. ridiculous. No, I know. I, I think my time my time scheduling will definitely need uh, some work after this is all done and over. And I have to like actually oh, go out to work again. <laughs> 1000%. Um, but yeah, so then besides that, like in general, when it comes to like the anxiety and the, those feelings of, you know, spiraling, everything's kind of going haywire. What would, you, what are like two or three tips you'd give someone that, you know, is facing it right now and just kind of struggling mm-hmm. to kind of handle that anxious part of their mind? Yeah, I would say what's really helped me is walks for sure. And from what I've seen, like, mostly everyone can go out for a walk. Um, 
I mean, if it's, if you're capable and like weather's decent, even if it's like raining, I would try to walk around the block, like, which is what I did today. Um, so that's been really helpful, especially if I'm finding those like thoughts of like, Oh my God, I have nothing to do. All I want to do is eat food. I'll try to like do something productive or like go for a light walk or something. By no means I'm going to be like, I don't want to eat something. I'm going to do like another Instagram workout, but like, I think going for like a short walk is nice. And then I've been getting really into watercoloring, which I love. And I've seen a lot of people say that just doing something creative with your hands is a really good way to like feel somewhat productive and also just like kind of get out that like stress. Um, and so, yeah, I've been doing those two things and I've been trying to listen to more podcasts and I think that helps a ton, especially when you're just alone in your apartment. And I know so many people like don't have significant others and it's nice to just like hear people talking about like important topics. Um, and I've never really been a podcast person. I'm more of like music over podcasts, but I don't know. It's just nice to hear like someone else's voice. No. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. Um, and I mean like with the, I feel you because I was always a bit more like, I don't know, music than podcast, but since this Mm -hmm. has all began, it has been nice to hear, um, a a variety of different voices (laughs) and, you know, just like pick a different podcast for every meal of the day. I don't know. Uh, and you know, kind of like, understand how you feel like do you want something that's a bit more funny do you want something that's a bit more Mm -hmm. introspective or like educational whatever's going to soothe your nerves and then listening to Brene Brown I don't know if you've heard her podcast but I haven't ever listened to it which is odd I need to (laughs) yeah no she I feel like you would really like her she did one on um like grief I think it was like comparative grief maybe Mm -hmm. and how people are always like oh like I don't want to like tell you my problem because I feel like your problem is worse, that kind of situation. Um, and kind of like everyone is entitled to like their own pain and feelings of grief. It was really interesting. So I would say her podcast is really good. I've been trying to like get into podcasts that aren't so focused on health and wellness because I feel like sometimes it's just like overwhelming. Um, so it's nice to like listen to news or like, I don't know, something like completely random. I've also been very into like mindfulness, reading, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I agree. I was actually going to ask you about that. Just, you know, we're both kind of in a similar realm of the health wellness Instagram feed, even though we both have so much more, you know, to our accounts too. But I was just going to ask, mm-hmm. like, have you felt yourself, have you felt like pressure with the influx of workouts or like, you know, food posts for quarantine or um, mm-hmm. like you said, like you're already cutting back on like podcasts about that. I have been too, like, I haven't been listening to any health and wellness podcasts, actually, just ones on like, like, I'm always up to listen to something when it comes to, you know, like, kind of like recovery or body image or mindfulness, introspective, like things that get me thinking. But um, I was just Mm -hmm. curious, like, how are you handling like the influx of information, resources, and just overall noise of diet culture or health and wellness being thrown at us during this time? I feel like it's a lot in terms of workouts because I've had like so many different, um, I mean, I feel like even more than ever, like so many different people like messaging me about their workouts they're doing. And I feel like when this all started, it was like studios didn't really know what they were doing. So it was just like instructors were doing a lot of Instagram lives, which was just a lot. And now it's like, there's Peloton, there's ClassPass, there's Instagram lives, there's studios doing Zoom workouts. It's just like a lot to take in. Um, 
And so I found that like you just stick to like a few things. If you wake up one day and you're feeling one thing, do it. If you're not, do something different. Um, I've mainly just been doing like body weight workouts and yoga and trying to find things that like push me in like a short amount of time because I don't feel like we need to be doing like three hours of high intensity interval training. Um, but yeah, I do feel like it's a lot and it's also a lot of food. And like I said, like I've been like struggling with like finding any motivation to cook, let alone like, I just don't have like a craving for anything really. Like nothing sounds good to me besides like smoothies, but it's like, I can't have a smoothie for every meal. Um, and that's not even from like a place of like, I don't want to eat something out of fear or anything or like disordered eating. It's just like, I just don't have any interest in anything. Um, so it's hard because I'm like, I want to make a recipe or I want to like make pancakes or something. And I'm like, but I just like, don't feel like putting in that energy for it. So I think it's just hard because I know a lot of people are comparing themselves to each other. And it, I mean, it's bound to happen because everyone is like, you're trying to still put out content. You're trying to still do this. It's like, I haven't taken a photo of myself in like two, three months because it's like, I'm wearing the same thing every day. Like, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think that is definitely hard. And then it's like, when you think about it all, then you kind of like lose energy for it. Cause you're just like, I don't know. There's just so much to like, you know? Yeah. So I've been really into just like posting like whatever I feel in the moment, whether it's like a meal I make with my boyfriend or if we go for a walk, or if it's just like random things I'm thinking about, or here's my watercolor that I painted, like just random stuff, you know? No. Yeah. And I think that is kind of, you know, a good way to go about it of just being, you know, giving yourself grace, I suppose, to feel what you need to feel, Mm -hmm. do what you need to do, eat what you need to eat, share what you need to share, like just not try to copy what everyone else is doing. Because some Mm -hmm. people might be handling this well, they might still be having income, they might still, they might be thriving right now. And so they're sharing amazing content. And then some of us do not have a job. And, you know, we're just kind of struggling with mental health and anxiety and, you know, ED tendencies and we're just trying to do the best we can and there's no right or wrong but like just not not trying not to fall into that comparison trap and yeah because at first I was seeing like all these recipes with like it's funny my one friend she is like a paleo food blogger so many of her recipes are either like almond flour which I never really use or like tapioca flour or like random things and I'm like I'm not spending 15, like I'm not in any position right now to just spend $15 on a bag of almond flour to make a loaf of banana bread that like what I'm, I need to eat in like two days. Like it's just things like that are very unrealistic. So I think this time has really taught me to like, okay, work with what you have, like try to make what you have within like your means. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't just make something cause you see it on Instagram and like, you don't need to go out and buy stuff just cause you saw it on Instagram. Of course, if like you're getting groceries for the week but it's like you don't need to spend twenty dollars on almond flour or like you know yeah yeah. right like there's a time and a place for everything so it's like Mm -hmm. you know there are times where you know if you and I have our ancient nutrition you know collagen protein powder at our house like of course we're going to make a smoothie with it like next week when I share this like I also use vital proteins and I have Mm -hmm. their salted caramel collagen latte mix and like next week when Mm -hmm. I share this bomb smoothie I've been making like I know it's not a reasonable thing that some people will have but at the same time like I'm then being mindful of sharing some recipes where it's like hey this uses oat flour like you can just grind up oats if you have them 
boom, you've got mm-hmm. it, you know, like a little bit of sweetener and exactly. some, whatever. So it's like, everyone has like different things, but yeah, just like being mindful of like, you know, you might not have the almond flour and the tapioca starch to like make those recipes, but like yeah. just looking at like what you have, I don't know. And just mm-hmm. trying to not create, you know, in, in light of someone else, but just creating like in your own in your own lane and what like means yeah yes yeah that's what I've been trying to do too if I do a recipe I'm like or especially for a smoothie it's like okay if you don't have orange you can use cherries if you don't have chia seeds you could use something else for fiber or like something else for fat like you don't have to use exactly what I'm using um but at the same time like you can get these things on like say Amazon for like a super like cheap price and you know you're going to use them every day like that's how I've been using it's like I get like a two pound bag of hemp seeds, but I know I'm going to use it every day. So to me at that point, it's like a staple item. Whereas mm-hmm. like, I don't know, something that I'm like, if I don't bake all the time, like it wouldn't make sense to like buy three chocolate bars, you know? So yeah, no, 100%. it's very interesting. Yeah. And I wanted to propose a theory I have with all the workouts. So mm-hmm. I think we all know, like we love free stuff. We like, we are mm-hmm. the nation of, we love free stuff. And I yeah. think that with the workouts, at least what I've been, what I realized is that in the beginning I had so many like workouts saved, like every one I saw, I was like, I'm going to do that one and that one and that Mm -hmm. one. Oh, she's doing one. Okay. I'm doing that too. And like, I think it was this mentality of like, look at all these workouts that are being presented to me for free. Like I'm going to cash in on this. You know, like I, I can't do my open gym membership anymore. Like a few other options got taken away from me, but now like it was this influx of free content. And, um, mm-hmm. I think like that part of my mind was just like taking it all in. Like we don't want to pass up the opportunity for something that's free or available. I agree. Yeah. And then it hit me like these workouts are like, at least the ones that are saved on their pages. I'm like, they mm-hmm. will literally be there forever. Like as long as I, exactly. <laughs> I can always go back. And like that hit me the one day and I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I do not have to be like, if there's a special live like zoom call one that won't be saved like I might prioritize that but otherwise I'm like I can just always come back to this like it was just such a funny Mm -hmm. like mindset shift I had the one day where I was like I'm just attracted to these because they're free yet they'll always be there like I don't know I know that's how I thought too because I was thinking about that about um Rachel's good eats because I did two of her workouts (laughs) I was like oh my god these are so good and I feel like she's never gonna post anymore and then I was like yes she will because everyone wants them and they're gonna like and even if she creates an app or something, like, they'll still be on her IGTV, yeah. like, you know, so. Yeah. No, I know, because hers was, that was, that's funny you said that, because her workouts were the ones that I was getting all, I saw she had so many, and I was like, I've got to keep up, and then I'm like, no, no. Right. Like, <laughs> they're right there. I need to page. do 50 in one week. I'm like, if I did all of her much. workouts, like, that was my week, I feel like I would just, like, wither away. Like, they're so intense. Oh, my God. I know. I did, like, at first when I was still kind of on that, like grinded out mind, like I need to get, you know, I need to use up all these opportunities. I did hers yeah. like three days in a row. And I was like, I was oh my God. dead. I was, you know, DED dead. Like I could not, I took like two dress days cause it was just so much, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I know I did the, um, I did them when they were IGTVs, which I'm so glad I did. So I could pause it oh, because yeah. the one, it was the one where you did like side jumps for 60, yes. you did it, 60 seconds, 45. And I was like, oh my God, doing jump squats for 60 seconds is like a nightmare. And I was like, I'd have to stop and breathe. I was like, how is she doing this right now? 
then I saw someone just post, um, or she like reposted someone like tagged her and was like, Oh my God, when Rachel said during that workout, I need an inhaler. I felt that. And I was like, if she's saying she needs an inhaler during her own workout, like I'm screwed. <laughs> I know. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a mood. Um, she's killer. Yeah. Mm. So there are some positives of this all. I mean, that those at home workouts are just as intense, I think, but, um, yeah. Honestly. Well, are there any other, just to wrap things up, products you're loving right now or things that are lighting you up right now that you want to make people aware of just to spread the general good word? Spread <laughs> the general good word, yes. Um, I've been reading the book, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people read that and it's like a therapist's point of view from like, her going to therapy and also like some of her patients. And I think it's like very applicable to like so many people, especially if you've dealt with like anxiety, depression, anything. Um, so that's a really good one that I've read that I would recommend during quarantine because I feel like a lot of people are reading. And um, what else? I've been loving CBD, take CBD every day. Same. And my NED CBD. Um, and I feel like that's really helpful. And then what else? Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's just like if you have bad days, it's like bound to happen. Um, but I've really found that like going for a walk or giving someone a call or just like doing one small thing. Um, it was funny. I was on the phone with my dad the other day and he was like, I would say have a productive day, but just stay healthy. And I feel like at the end of the day, like, even if like we can't work out or something, like even if we just do one positive thing, whether it's just for our mental health or just for our physical health, like it makes such a difference in the long run, especially like going through everything we're going through now. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think it's important to not focus on like to redefine what productivity means to you and yeah, like even, I mean, I, I honestly, yeah, if you can just find at least one thing to, you write it down and then you do it and then you cross mm -hmm. it off, you get that satisfaction, like you're good for the day. And whether that's making yourself like one home cooked meal or, you know, playing yeah. with your kids for 10 minutes or taking your dog out or, um, you know, like starting a book or even if it's just like sitting in silence for five minutes, I don't know. Like there's just so mm -hmm. many little things that you can do to either care for physical, mental, or emotional health. And if you can find one thing to do each day that you can just like say, that's my productivity moment of the day. Like, I think that's great for our mindset too. You know, yeah. makes you feel I also like think it's a good reminder day. of um, like, what was I going to say? Just like seeing the stories of like everyone who's sick right now. And I think we give ourselves so much, like, I don't know, like, we're just so hard on ourselves if we're not super productive or, like, doing certain things. And it's, like, I don't know, we've just, like, we've been through so much. And there's so many people that, like, can't breathe. And I keep reminding myself even of that. It's, like, okay, it's great if I can get in a 20-minute workout or a 45-minute workout, but, like, it's great if I can just breathe because there are so many people right now that can't even have access to that um, and so many people struggling. So I really just try to, like, shift my perspective to that. Um, and I think that really helps too. Right, yeah. And, like, there's just so much to – I think it's a big time for gratitude and appreciation too. 
because it can mm-hmm. be easy to just like go into that downward spiral. But um, yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, <laughs> even with how challenging it can be for some of us, like there's always something to be grateful for or to just appreciate, you know, mm-hmm. something you took for granted before. Um, yeah, like even just down to the fact of you're able to breathe or you have, you know, food in your kitchen, whether you're eating it or not, or, um, exactly. you know, just like those little things. So yeah, mm-hmm. don't, yeah, I agree. Prioritize the small stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, where, can, yeah, where can people find you uh, follow along and just see what life with Addy looks like in Chicago <laughs> yes you can follow along on chickpea in the city on Instagram and then chickpea in the city.org on my blog and it's funny because I recently had this issue where like my SEO on my website is so messed up that if you Google like any of my recipes or like if you Google an exact title of my blog it does not show up. So I just got one of those oh. like tap bio where you click the link in my bio and it literally shows all of my links to everything relevant. So now all of my things are in one place, which is nice. There you go. So use that. <laughs> so that's very conven- <laughs> exactly. So that's convenient. Would recommend. Man, oh man, I needed that episode more than I even knew. As I mentioned in the beginning, recording that with Addie and then editing it back, listening through, just really showed me some areas in my life that I need to prioritize and work on, and I hope it could do the same for you. So if you found something in this that you resonated with, you just really enjoyed, let us know. You can share it on your Instagram stories or by word of mouth, text it to a friend, Whatever you do, just know that I appreciate it. And you can always reach out. Addie is on Instagram at Chickpea in the City, and I'm on there at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast. Thank you guys, as always, for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.